People are going to be the happiest, the most fulfilled, the most successful when they're maximizing the, themselves. Hello, I'm Elizabeth Ribbons, your host for Next, a podcast dedicated to telling relatable stories that inspire a fluid approach to life, purpose, and to navigate change. Today, we have a board-certified coach and author of the book, I Almost Miss My Life, Don't Miss Yours. Deborah Russell has spent the last 30-plus years coaching, consulting, speaking, and conducting trainings all over the world with people from all walks of life. Welcome, Deborah. Thank you, Elizabeth. Glad you're here. Um, I wanted to hear a little bit about how you got into coaching and why you know you do coaching and some of the stories that have you've... Um, seen some successes. So let's start with you, get a little bit of uh, information about you and, and what you do. So how did I get into coaching? I always find it funny when people ask, you know, how did you become X, Y, or Z, whatever it is, right? And sometimes people have that really obvious path of how they got there. And, uh, but for me, I was in my 20s, I decided to be a hairstylist. And I decided to be a hairstylist because I had a job working as a legal secretary uh, for a law firm in L.A., and I had to ask to go take my son to the doctor. And I went, I don't want to have to ask somebody to take my son to the doctor. <laughs> you know? yeah. so what job can I find where I can make my own hours? And I, I spent my 20s as a hairstylist. And, um, you know, it was good. I mean, I actually liked my job, but I... Uh, you know, I, I knew that there was something more for me, but I was I was having fun. I mean, I liked my job. But my brother, who's seven years older than me and who uh, worked in, you know, was the CEO of a company in Beverly Hills and, and lived in Bel Air and all that stuff. And I, I was living in a small town in Upland, California. Um, he was off doing his thing, and I saw this TV show. And it was I on LA and they were advertising that Tony Robbins was coming to town and he was going to do a firewalk. And I went, Oh, please. You know, that guy, I said, at least that big guy's making money. Those people who are going to that seminar are just, you know, a little bit crazy. And I flipped <laughs> the channel and went back to washing the dishes. <laughs> that was like on a Wednesday or Thursday. And my brother calls me on Monday and goes, guess what I did over the weekend? And I go, what? And he goes, I did a fire walk. And I went, oh, please, you're one of those people. you know. And I made fun of him and everything. But at that time, I had gone back to college and I was studying communication because I was 30 years old and I didn't graduate from high school. So I had gone back to school and decided I wanted to learn about communications. And my brother said, if you want to learn the state of the art in communication, you have to read this book, Unlimited Power by Tony Robbins. And I was like, you know, that's that guy. Anyway, long story short, from there, I ended up signing up for his seminar immediately, going to it. And the entire time I was there, I was like, that guy's hair is <laughs> I spent two weeks staring at his hair going, he needs help. <laughs> so um, this was way before there was anything called coaching. He was doing seminars and he called them interventions with people. And uh, I went to a seminar. I went and told him I wanted to cut his hair because it was, he was in desperate need and we became friends. And four years later, I was the training director for his company 
For a multi-million dollar company. I mean, yeah, you know, how does that happen? And then we still didn't have anything called coaching. And Tony was sort of the person who started the concept of coaching. I mean, I don't want to just give it all to him, but he was again among those first people that started creating that. And, um, and, you know, then it was just a process of different experiences and everything that led me to start doing it. I was doing more seminars and in-house consulting for businesses and things like that. So it was a little, it was a little bit of time before it transformed into coaching. But now I've been doing that for a long time and I have clients in 11 countries and um, I'm on the phone and now Zoom more uh, pretty much every day. You know, it's funny because you hear you were a hairstylist, which actually got you connected to Tony, but you were kind of in training to be a coach, which you didn't know that that was the name for it. But honestly, everyone tells their hairstylists everything and <laughs> hairstylists hear so much that they kind of are coaches in a way like not really but you know what I mean that you're kind of hearing people talking about their lives probably and it was almost like a prep for you to go into what you, you were doing and you weren't going into cutting his hair to, to get an angle you were trying you just wanted to cut his hair and I then, really felt like he needed help yeah you know, it, 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 it happened from my heart yeah <laughs> it happened organically and so you really expanded your knowledge and your uh, ability to coach uh, from there. So give us a little bit more about your journey. Well, which part, where would you like? What I mean, um, what, so, so you were my journey a little bit. So what's interesting to me, what would you like me to share with, with your audience? Well, for, for instance, coaching is so you even, you know, back then before the word coaching was, was around, you were like, Oh, that's just nonsense. So that's just, you know, woo woo. And a lot of people are super reluctant to use coaches and, all of the, the greats have said, whether it be, you know, uh, Steve Jobs or, um, you know, Bill Gates or CEOs and, and athletes, they all say the success that I've had is I have to give to getting a coach, having the right coaches and getting there because they keep the goal in mind. So can you tell me a little bit about how you overcome that for, for yourself and then also how you help others to see the value in coaching and um, they're obviously looking for you and, and, and ready for that. But um, there's, that, there's that thing about coaching that people are a little reluctant. They're sort of bootstrapping, and I can do this on my own. But really, the ones that, that see themselves get to the other side have used coaches. So let's, can we talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I mean, I think people from the beginning of time have had friends and mentors and um, you know, yeah, not official coaches right but right we no one does it really on their own not really and and so the the difference I think between having a coach and just a friend that you talk to or something like that is they have better skills <laughs> you know? yeah. like when I started doing all the seminars with Tony and I was still a hairstylist for another year I doubled my income yeah and um and it was just because I had some new skills for talking with, not because I became a better hairstylist, but because I had some new skills that I could use. And in that case, I didn't have a coach exactly, but the seminars that I went to and the events became my coach, you know, the, the, so it's really getting external input to help you to believe in yourself more, you know, to know that things are possible to challenge you to, um, 
keep you focused, like you said, to have some accountability. And I, you know, I don't like to think of it. I never think of my clients as being accountable to me. What I think of is I'm helping them stay accountable to themselves, right? You know, to what they want and need. But you know, I don't really think everybody needs a coach. I really don't. But I do think that if you're someone who wants to keep moving forward in your life or your work or your relationship or your health or whatever, you know, if you really are committed to taking your health to another level, it helps to have a trainer. Yes. I mean, it just does, you know, it makes it easier. And when you don't feel like it, they're there going, come on, let's go. (laughs) Right. Right. Um, They're also correcting little, they see little things that you can't see. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that for people who want to keep growing and expanding and finding what's next, I love your title, your name, to finding what's next, it's helpful. Yes. And, and sometimes it's needed. What I really look for more with people is for them to ask themselves, do I instinctively know that I need a change? I, I, I just need to do something different. Like either it's not working what I'm doing or there's something more that I want. And that's really the most important part. There, after that, if you really own that and acknowledge that and go for that, then, then you look for the resources that you can find that will help you with it, and a coach is one of those. I think you said something really, really important there, when you acknowledge it, because a lot of people will see it, and they know that they need to make a change, and yet they kind of shelf that, because it's just freaking scary sometimes to make a change and maybe they're feeling like they want to go be a stand-up comic and they're working as an accountant or something you know what I mean just a complete and total pivot and a lot of times they'll shelf it because it's just too scary and um, that's when I think too a coach is especially helpful when you're transitioning sometimes we go through transitions elected we elect them and then others they're they're put on us and we have to make changes and uh, it's both of those can be so overwhelming. Um, it's sort of like, you know, like I said, you put your hand up this close to your face, you can't see. But if you look to the left or right and you and like you were saying, find those mentors, find those resources. That's super yeah, powerful. I really think it's resources. And, and the other thing is, though, that we have a little saying um, is because I'm still a coach in the, in the Tony Robbins organization. So I have my private coaching and then I'm a platinum coach for the company and um we have a saying that it's not always the resourcefuls the resources it's the resourcefulness and the Hmm. resourcefulness is an internal thing it's like you get resourceful because sometimes we go i don't have the resources yes but when you get resourceful that's when you can find the resources i like that Right. Yeah. I like to look for as much as possible. What is it? See, when people get stressed or they get overwhelmed or they get, you know, afraid or they get frustrated or they get angry or they get sad or depressed or any of those kinds of feelings that we all get. It's it's a lot of times we're saying the reason I'm feeling this way is something external. Yeah. You know, I don't have enough money, or in my case, I didn't graduate from high school. So going back to way back, when I started on my new journey, um, I was a hairstylist. I was 30, 
And I was convinced, 100% convinced, that by the time I was 40, I'd be decrepit and old and unable to stand up all day to cut hair. (laughs) Because you were already, you know, the old age of 30. (laughs) I was 30. Oh, my gosh. Right. And I was completely convinced of that. And so I was like, well, what am I going to do? You know what? I need to come up with a plan for what I'm going to do when I'm 40 because I won't be able to do this anymore. So there are all different kinds of reasons why people get to the po- a point of making right. a change. Right. You know, mine was looking ahead and being fearful. You know, I mean, I'm glad I did it instead of just going, oh, my gosh, waiting till I was 40 and then saying something. But you know what? Now I've found I can be 40 and do it. I can be 50. I'm 67 right now. So, you know, whatever. It's like I could still be standing up cutting hair all day. That's not what I thought. (laughs) But the good news was, is it motivated me to change something? So I, I sat down with a piece of paper and I said, okay, when I'm 40, I don't know what I want to be doing, but I'm going to write down the, I called it the elements, the elements of my perfect job. And I was sitting in front of the salon with a piece of paper and I wrote, I want to be traveling around the world. I want to be um, making $70,000 a year, which was twice what I was making (laughs) at the time. Um, I want to be helping people and I want to work with people who are a hoot. (laughs) And so I look at that list and I go, what job is that? And I said, I have no idea, but by God, I'm going to have it. So there's these moments in life, if we'll just own them, like you said, you know, acknowledge it, own it. It was, you know, it was a path before that, but that was a turning point. Yes. And yeah. I, and I love that you wrote it all down. You I really, down. yeah. And I really, honestly, I didn't pay that much more attention to it because it was four things and I had them in my head. And at mm-hmm. the time, if I looked around and said, well, what job is that? The only thing I could think of was, um, flight attendant, which we used to call back then stewardesses, <laughs> you know, yeah. a stewardess. And I was like, well, number one, I don't want to do that really. And number two, you have to have a college degree. And I didn't get to graduate from high school. Yeah. Yeah. So I went, okay, well, what can I do? So how can I start? And this is where sometimes people think to your point earlier that they have to make these big jumps. Oh, and I, I didn't go tomorrow. I have to have another job. Tomorrow I have to go be a stand-up comedian or whatever. I just went, I'm going after that. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, and I, in that, my case, I gave myself 10 years. You know? So, um, but I said, well, where could I start? Yeah. And I said, I'll just start. I'll go to the community college and lie that I graduated from high school, <laughs> which I did. And I got in, which I'm sure they never checked. Um, And I took a lot of different classes because I didn't even know what I was interested in. Mm -hmm. And that how I got interested in communication was because I took some classes in the, you know, the mandatory classes They were in the communication department and it was interesting to me. So I was like, Oh, okay. There. Yeah. So it's a process. I think that's sometimes in this world of instant results, People are missing that it, most things, there's a process to get there. Yes. It's not tomorrow or instantaneously. It could be. You could win the lottery. But I'm not going to bank on that. No. And especially since I don't play the lottery, so that's really a bad problem. Um, 
but does that make sense? It's like I, 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 it's possible. I don't, I never want to eliminate a possibility. I think too, you, you, you got into a sort of an, here's another coaching kind of term that we hear so much, but that mindset, you were just sort of, okay, I'm going to do this. This is something I want for myself. And so I'm going to start what I call trying on shoes. You just went out and tried on some shoes. You didn't make a big, huge, grand, you know, swath of I'm doing this now. And, and that way you gave yourself room to, to adjust, assess, tweak it, make yes. it kind of your own. And then it just started to fall into place. I think if we put ourselves in that place, we're much more um, able to receive whatever it is we need to do to take the next step. Yeah. And, and that's all it is, is just one foot in front of the other. And these grand, that's TV. That's, you know, that's the internet. That's all the, these, but when you hear whenever someone had this overnight success, it was five years of, of making this happen. And then all of a sudden, boom, something happened, something went viral or what have you, but they were working at it for five years. And so what you're saying is like, it's just not an instant overnight thing. And, and we don't all have the answers right away. And part of getting there is just, letting yourself um, test it out to kind of investigate and, and see what fits and what's you need to have, I mean, it's, it's so interesting because, you know, people, when they think of dreams, they think of these grandiose, huge things that we call a dream, you know, but I remember doing this one workshop for this hospital in Boston and, and I did it for a lot of different, almost everybody in the hospital. And I came back later and I met with just about 10 people, like a focus group to see what they had gotten from it. Uh And one woman who was a doctor said, I am going to China or India, I forget which, and I'm going to be a doctor for a year over there with the, you know, with the doctors without borders and everything. Yeah. Because I've been thinking about this for a long time and I just took action and I'm doing it. And I went, yay, good for you. Awesome. Right. Yeah. And then there was another woman who said, well, my grandchildren have been wanting to get me to go bowling on Sundays with them, but I've been too afraid to. So I've been going bowling every Sunday now. And I went, yay, good for you. <laughs> for me, honestly, those are both dreams. Yes. And it, 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 I just don't get caught up in these, you know, I like to use the word dream, but I don't think of it as only something monstrous and big. I think of it as anything that is calling you that you're wanting to do, even if you don't know exactly what it is. You know, I wrote down, I want to travel and I want to, I want to work with people who are hoot and help people and make money. Right. But but it was, so that was a dream, but I didn't have a context for it, but that's okay. I, a lot of times if people don't know exactly what it is, they walk around saying, I don't know what I want. I don't know what I want. I don't know what I want. Well, I didn't say, I don't know what I want. I said, I know what I want. I just don't know what form it's going to take yet. Yet, but guess what? I got I got to wrap the story up real quick on that because on my fortieth birthday, you already know this story, so it's not a big surprise to you. But I'll tell you guys, on my fortieth birthday, I was sitting on a beach in Fiji. Nice. 
<laughs> Robbins and his wife, Becky Robbins at the time, they took me, there were six, four couples. They took uh, three, three other couples went, they took me for my birthday present and they let me invite somebody. So my, one of my good friends went with me and I'm sitting there on the beach and I went, it's my 40th birthday. And I went, huh, I'm traveling around the world. Cool. I'm helping people. Yay. I definitely am working with people who are a hoot and I'm making over the 70,000 that I put in. Woohoo! But that was 40. I'm 67. I've had a whole bunch of more of those. You know, it's, it really is a journey. Life is a journey. And I, that's why I love your next. Yes. Because there's always, you know, there's enjoy where you are, love it, make the most of it. And if you're going to keep living, there's probably going to be a next. Definitely. No, because you chose it or something disrupted, you know, life didn't go exactly how you expected. And that's why we have to be willing. People are using the word pivot a lot right now, but I, I think it's just the, you know, people say, Oh, I'm afraid of change. I'm afraid of change. I don't like change. The truth is we're all experts at change. We've been changing our entire life. Yes. Our entire life, we've been changing. We've been, you know, go to first grade, go to seventh grade, do this, move, better. We've been changing our whole life. And so it's not, it's like, how do we use change? Because change is happening. It's the only constant there is. Yeah, right? I agree completely. That's only true. Thing, the only thing we can count on is change. It's That's change. True, right? Yeah. So the, the trick, the key is to become masterful with, with proactively changing things when you can and then responding beautifully to change so that you don't just survive it, you, you thrive. Absolutely. Leverage it. That's what I say. You leverage yeah. that change. You make it into something that you can thrive at and enjoy and, and turn the corner. Um, I love that you said that. And um, I, I feel like Change is something that we're all going through, and there's the bigger ones that happen, and people avoid it. But there's this word right now, agility, and, and being fluid and able. Uh, this is the way of life now, more so. And so uh, really just uh, being able to accept that we're all going to be changing and how we're going to do it, um, getting that into um, a process that we all do is is. Um, that we realize it's each and every one of us, not, oh, him over there, they're changing. Or we're doing something we really know we have to change and we keep avoiding it because the further along we get in life, um, we've built ourselves up or we've built up something, and that means we have to leave it to become something else. And that doesn't, like we just talked about, it doesn't happen overnight. And it can be very frightening. And also the how, how do I do this, this getting started. Um, but at the same time, we know that on the other side of that, sort of like the other side of the bridge, is that joy that we're looking for or that, that next place that we know we should be. Um, I'm sure you've worked with people who are like, okay, I'm ready to do this thing and I'm just going to, you know, jump off the cliff and see if I fly. And <laughs> I think, too, that at the same time is very extreme. I mean, some people have done it, but at the same time, I feel like, it's probably a good idea to look to, to go about trying the shoes on and seeing what's going to work and then building from there. What do, when you're experienced, what have you seen and what do you recommend? I don't recommend one or the other, honestly, because it depends on the person. Yeah. Right. Um, there are people that, Hey, you, 
push them off the you know, high dive and they'll just go hallelujah and they'll start swimming. Yeah. That's just their personality. Yeah. One of the things that is really core to my work and my coaching is the idea of people maximizing their nature, their natural way of being, their natural talents, their natural strengths. Because I personally believe that people are going to be the happiest, the most fulfilled, the most successful when they're maximizing the themselves. Right. You know, they're taking what is their nature and using that in the best way possible to get what they want, to help other people, whatever it might be. Yeah. When we try to change ourselves, like I'm I'm really big into changing, mm-hmm. but not trying to be somebody I'm not, something I'm not. You were saying the thing about me being a hairstylist. I when I first started doing seminars and coaching and everything, I was talking to my friends from fifth grade. I was like, I can't believe this is what I'm doing. And they went, are you kidding? You've been telling people how to live your li- their life since you were in fifth grade. <laughs> you know, my one girlfriend said that, that she was, we were at a party. I don't remember it. We were in seventh grade. And I came over and I called her over and I said, I'm noticing this. And that's going to cause a problem. And you might want to consider. That, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> I went, I did that. She goes, yeah. So. Now that I'm at this point in my life and I've known people my whole life, I know myself my whole life. I've been coaching for 30 plus, you know, 34 years now in one way, shape or form, either from the stage or in consulting or directly one-on-one. People don't change. However, however, I do want to say they do with, with intention grow, expand, make the most of, become the best version of themselves. You learn how to use who they are to attain and accomplish what they want to accomplish, you know, to partner up with people who have different talents and strengths that they do. So as a, as a team, they can do things that one of them couldn't do on their own. So I'm I'm really passionate. I mean, I'm I'm more than passionate. I'm like crazy about the, the importance of recognizing who you are. So in answer to your question, there are people that if you don't just challenge the crap out of them, they won't they're bored. Yeah. You know, you almost have to go push them off the deep end. Mm-hmm. Um, or else they're like, nah, whatever. We all know a few of those people, yeah. for sure. And we so love it, the challenge. Yeah, one of, one of Tony Robbins' things is, you know, he goes, it's because it, it, he's super intense, and he's definitely one of those people. Right? <laughs> so my, my impression of Tony is always, <laughs> <laughs> but he goes, you know, in the Greeks, they burned the boats. They took the soldiers to the island, and they either had to take the island or die, because when they got on the island, they burned all the boats. Yeah. And so, but I would you know, sometimes end up with the people who went, okay, I'm going to burn the boats. And then they froze <laughs> and got killed. Yeah. What I mean? yeah. <laughs> because right. some people, when you burn the boats, when you throw them off the deep end, when you do those, or they do it to themselves, um, they, 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 they panic. Mm-hmm. And so now they can't function. So one of the things I've learned about in coaching, even setting goals you know, somebody needs to set a goal that is so far unreachable that they're inspired by it. Right. But if you go tell another person that exact same strategy yeah. 
and go, look, what you need to do is set big, hairy, audacious goals. That's a big thing in the coaching world. Big, hairy, audacious goals. Yeah. That person just goes, right. Because they don't feel like they can do it. But if they set short, small, measurable, attainable goals, they might at some point go, yeah, and take off. And take off. And for some, whatever reason, for in their mind, that's more attainable because they can see the steps getting to it. Whereas yeah. if you're setting this huge goal way out there, they're like, well, that's way out there. And I'm just going I'm, I'm to stay here. So it's almost like they have to be um, inspired in, within themselves to do it. And the way that they do it is each and every person, like you were saying, and that's a really good answer, is each and every person is different and they experience life differently. And there's different ways of going about it. Um, to go after a dream or something that they want, um, whether it be bowling or, you know, going and doing bigger things, the, it's, it's how they, their process and everyone's process is a little different. And I loved that you said, and this is so true, people don't change, but they do grow. And if they want to, to, to really answer to their, to their true nature and their best self, um, then to continue searching and, and growing, uh, we have to change. We have to make, make changes. Um, so but it's fun it's, when you are making changes within yourself, you know, like when you know, like, Oh, this is one of my talents. Like it might just be taking action. That's one of mine. I'm an action yeah. taker. Right. Yeah. So that's just a natural thing for me. I'm doing that. I've been doing that my whole life. Boom, boom, right. boom, 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 boom. So, but when you start thinking, I don't need to change myself, but what if I became masterful with my natural talent? Yeah. So now I'm going to learn when to use that and when not to use that. I'm going to, I'm going to learn how far to take it and how far not to take it. Now I'm taking something that's me and I'm making it that much better. It's mm-hmm. much more interesting than fixing my weaknesses. It's I agree. Firing, it's more fun, and it produces better results. Right, because it's it's an easier not want to say easier road, but because it's so it, certain traits and skills come natural to each of us. We all are unique in that way. So why not tap into those? Why not tap into that and really build those rather than fitting ourselves into a box that you know we see that might be better. It's, it's best to take what we, we do so well and elevate those. That's right. And, and not, so then and not compare ourselves, not look at that person and go, you know, because some people have athletic abilities. Some people have music abilities. Some people have, I mean, those are more skill type things, but it's the same with our, just even how we think, you know, right. some people are, they, they have imagined, they are imaginative and some people are good problem solvers. They right. just like can see something and go, Right. And so if you can take that and go, well, how can you grow that? Like, you know, I guess you have athletic ability, but if you want to, you want to play on a major league team, you have to bust your rear end growing that athletic ability into real skill sets where you can use it, not use it. You know, when to kick, when to not kick all of that. So, but that's what makes it fun. Right. Right. I agree. I agree. Because then it's when you're doing something that you're aligned with your true nature, it just comes easily. So then it's not a huge struggle. 
even yeah. in growing and learning and you're, and you're challenging yourself, if it's something that you're aligned with, it's, it's more, you find joy, you find happiness, you find, wow, I'm, I'm really enjoying this. And, and so much more than that old thing that I was doing that I outgrew. It may have been wonderful at the time, whatever thing you were doing, but you're ready to, to take on that next step, that next challenge. And, um, and I completely agree. It was a really, really good point. Well, and I love the, the burning the boats too, because not everyone can, can go off and, and, burn boats. <laughs> and, but at the same time, what you're saying is encourage the growth and, and learning and, and take, take the, the process that you are most comfortable with, but continue to, to go forward. Well, and I, I've worked with clients that they, they have a great corporate job, for example, you know, but they're not happy. They're not feeling fulfilled. They're not satisfied. And it's mm-hmm. because the job they're doing inside that big corporation doesn't really play to their their natural talents. It's they're trying to be something they're not. They're trying to fit the role they're in, that kind of thing. And they think, well, if I don't do this, I'll have to quit my job and go do this. Go and I, I go, well, if there are enough things about this company and there's enough room, let's start working on moving you little by little by little within the organization while they don't even know what's happening. You know, to a point yeah. where you're doing a job that you love, that you're you're good at, that plays to your talents, and and it usually takes about a year, you know, yeah. and they end up still in their company, still with their you know 401 and all their different things, but now they're doing a job that they love, but they didn't even have to go say, "I want a new job." You know, it's like <laughs> that's not nearly as scary as as no. you know cutting the ties and going out cold and saying I'm going to go do this thing and that's not nearly as scary and that's a great thing to be able to. But it's a different person and transform your job and mm-hmm. still remain. You know, that I think a lot of people uh, would be like, oh, I'd love to be able to do that. You know, I think people just accept the norm even when they're unhappy. Um, so it's so great when they do decide to reach out to someone like yourself and say, I need, I need help with this and I know I can do it. And um, I just had a conversation with someone about coaches and, and, and what you were saying at the beginning, like it's, Oh, that's, that's woo woo. That's, Oh, that's one of those people. And I just feel that um, in this day and age when so many changes are coming upon us and uh, people are, are, kind of having to be their own entrepreneur, even if they're working inside of a company. Just like you said, you're making that change. You're your own brand within that company, moving along and getting to the place where you can really shine and do your best work. Um, I think from that type of thinking and that mindset, we do need coaches to help us really individualize that and, and, and uh, bring it to the, to the forefront so that we can see that happen. And then if something changes up, we're so quick, we know, already everything we bring, everything we've accomplished, and then we can continue to pivot and transform. Um, hopefully, that's our, our hope, yeah. but I think coaches are best. So what are you doing now that, that's exciting you and going forward? I know that you're, you're a master, you know, a, a platinum coach uh, with Tony Robbins. Is there anything else that you're working on that's super exciting? You know what? Yeah, yes and no. I mean, that's <laughs> exciting working with all the, these people, right? My life, it's like my goal in life, and I, I came up with this before I wrote that thing I told you about 
Um, well, actually, it was after because I was going to school, whatever, somewhere in that time frame. And I, I mean, a little bit more on the back backstory is I got married when I was 16, when I was 19, and when I was 22, three different times. Okay, so <laughs> I was contemplating my third divorce at 29. Gosh. And it was just horrifying to me. Like, I can't even believe that I'm thinking this, you know, like I can't go through this again and all that stuff. So I went, I'm going to go to a therapist because I'd never been to a therapist before. And, um, and I had one outcome, make a decision. That was my whole thing. So I went for a whole year. And at the end of the year, she said, there's nothing else I can say to you. You just have to make a decision. (laughs) (laughs) So I came home and I was really frustrated and I went, okay, I need to like, take myself out of where I am and think backwards, you know, cause I'm too in, like you were saying this, so I'm just too in it. So I, pre- I came home and I got in a rocking chair that I had from when the kids were little. And I, um, I, I started pretending I was 95. So I started at my feet and I worked at my body. I call it the rocking chair test. I started at my feet and I came up my body and I let myself get old and I, I started rocking, and I pretended that it was an hour before I was going to die. Wow. And that didn't scare me. It was like I felt like it's going to be, you know, it's time kind of thing. And I, I'm rocking in the rocking chair, and I said, what do I want to be feeling in this moment, an hour before I die? What do I want to be feeling? And the first thing that popped in my head was, I want to feel the way I feel at the end of my favorite ride at Disneyland. Like I want to be going, that was so cool. I want to go again. Yeah. That's what I want to be feeling. And that was about as far from what I was feeling at the time that was humanly possible. (laughs) I was like, I want to go, wow, that was such a cool ride. I'm ready to go. And then I'll be ready to come back, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Do it again. And so I got super excited and it it broke me out of my, you know, thing. So I started over again and I got back. I got old again. And I said, what else, what else do I want to be feeling? And the next thing that popped in my head was, I know what I don't want to be feeling. I don't want to have one thought that is related to what if wish I should have, could have regrets. I mean, that was like, the idea that I'd be sitting there an hour before I died regretting anything, mm-hmm. I, I mean, literally, it just made my stomach turn, the, the concept of it. So I played my situation through the, those twin things, and I made, that, I made the decision that day sitting in the rocking chair. Right. So what's not exciting and is exciting is that right now, what I, when I say my favorite at Disneyland, I call it the e-ticket ride. Yeah. And e-ticket was when I went to Disneyland at 15, you got a ticket book. <laughs> the five best rides in the park were e-tickets, and you only got two e-tickets in your book. Mm-hmm. And then you had to buy more if you wanted to. So I go through the different e-tickets. And now that I'm at this stage of my life, I go, okay, in my early stage, of life was just chaos. So I don't even count that one. And then when I was in the Tony Robbins, you know, Tony Robbins and traveling around the world and doing all that other stuff, that was Space Mountain and Matterhorn, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
And then I went off, which I haven't said yet, but I went off and when I was 48, I went and lived in Argentina and Buenos Aires for three years and danced tango every night, Argentine tango every night. And I call those my Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> you know? yeah. And now I've got grandchildren that are living down the street and I call this my It's a Small World Life. <laughs> So, and so it's a small world. It, it's not exciting the way that Pirates of the Caribbean was or, or Space Mountain was, but it is that fullness, you know, that, that fullness of life. I'm living my life the way I want to be living it at this stage. Mm-hmm. And when that changes, I'll live it a new way at another stage. Yes. And yes. I, I love that. that. You know, I love that. And, um, and when I get to moments where I feel like, okay, I need a change, then I start examining that. And I think that's where a coach can come in because especially, as, you know, this is not just about me because I think co- there are many amazing, wonderful coaches that have been through all kinds of things and have so many skills and everything. So, and at the same time, I think that, you know, your coach, you need to like connect with that person and feel Absolutely. like, you know, that person gets you or something. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's why I feel like, because I've been through so many things. I, I tell clients all the time, you're so lucky to get an old coach <laughs> because I've lived like six lifetimes. It's like been there, seen it, done it. And yeah. so I can provide perspective. And I think that's what a coach can do is they can provide perspective and see things that you just aren't able to see because you have this. Yes, you so don't close. have the bigger perspective, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and because they can do that, they can pull that out, you know, from you. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes if we just go talk to our friends, they go, "Oh yeah, that's terrible. Oh, they shouldn't have done that." that, that, that you know that kind of thing. They'll tell us what we want to hear. Meant well, and it's nice yeah. to have it. I'm a coach, and when I get upset about something, I have one friend that I call, and I call her and I go, Don't coach me. I go, I'm upset about this. And she goes, What did that person do? You want me to go get them for you? And I go, <laughs> And I do that for a little bit to vent and get it out. And then it's like, Okay, enough of that. And let's, let's move on to, to doing something about it. Yeah, and so it, you are um, the epitome of someone that's gone and designed your life around, designed what you are doing around your life. There's, you know, people who um, align themselves with what it is they do, and that's their life. And then there's others, like you said, you were working at a as a, um, a legal secretary, and you were like, wait a minute, I can't even take my son to the doctor or the pediatrician. That's not going to work for me. And you started early on that, and you started really – changing and, and creating the life that you wanted for yourself, even as early as, is what, 20 years old. So it's, it's a mindset as well to, to say, well, look, I want to be fluid. I want to be able to feel like I, I, I did the best I could. And I, I, when I'm on my deathbed and I've got one hour left, I want to go, yeah, yeah, I did it. And um, I think that that was such great insight. It makes sense that you're a coach that you did that when you did. And, and all of these things that you've done haven't uh, been for naught because um, you certainly are quite good at what you do, Deborah. So um, 
And I, and I witness you staying always relevant, always engaged and doing exactly what it is you want to do. And it's really an inspiration. So um, I just want to thank you for this time and uh, wish you the best. And um, you'll always be inspiring me with your energy and, and what you're coming up with. Um, so well, thank, thank you for your time. Well, and I do want to say one, one more thing to anybody, anybody who's listening. If there's anything, anything, anything that you're wanting to do, just like take a step, you know, like do something because any, any step is a step in the direction of, it doesn't have to be the perfect step, the right step, right. A big step. But if there's anything that's inside of you that, you know, you're feeling like something, just any step forward is, is, you know, there's a, there's a lot, there's a law of nature that says, a body in, you know, um, at rest tends to stay at rest, and a body in motion tends to stay in motion. Right. And we and we get in inertia, you know, for whatever the reason, fear, dot, 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 not knowing how, doubt, you know, whatever it might be, we get into inertia. And just taking a step, and again, it doesn't even have to be the right one, but just a step in the direction of, it breaks inertia. Right. So you know, regardless of where you end up or who you go with or what resources you tap into. The step, that's the important part. So I just want to encourage everybody to take action. I mean, that's to me is the bottom line. And, and in my saying, take, try on shoes. Try on shoes yeah. and take steps. <laughs> I love that, Deborah. Thank you so much. Take, take action. And today, whatever you're considering, any transition or change, uh, take a small action and just and start going towards it. I love that. Thank you again for you're your welcome. time. And have a lovely rest of your week. Thank you. You too. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you again for listening. You can find links to any mentioned resources, mine and my guest social media, and more, all in the show notes at elizabethribbons.com. That's ribbons with one B. Enjoying the show? Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and share this episode with a friend or coworker. Reviews and word of mouth is still the number one way to learn about new podcasts, so I appreciate it. Until next time.